Hey folks, welcome to the Cast. I'm your host, Charlie Behrens. This is the podcast where we talk to people for and or from the Midwest. We are brought to you by Jolly Good Soda, and here is today's episode. Hey folks, how we doing? Excuse the voice. I know I'm a little bit, uh, I don't know if I'm sick or just, uh, I, I did a slew of shows uh, over the weekend, and then I've been doing podcasts since with uh, Miles. We've been doing our bellied up podcast miles Mont pleasure the you betcha guy who is also um our guest on today's cripes cast miles and i have another podcast together the bellied up podcast those of you've been listening to the show for a while know that those of you don't um now you know now you know there you have it i'm sitting in uh hotel in fargo right now all fargo is beautiful this time of the year folks i tell you what jeez louise hasn't quite snowed here yet so it doesn't quite look like a moon landing, but little pre-moon landing Fargo. Um, let's see here. What do we have? So we have a fun show. So I went over to Miles' studio and we shot, um, basically, I guess let me back up. Bellied Up, for those of you who don't know, that's a podcast that we do where we give Midwest advice. And we're really in no position to be giving Midwest advice because, well, I am me and um, Miles is he. So... Regardless, we push on through that and we find a way to uh, to do it, to make it happen. Uh, what else do we got cooking? Oh, I was on tour this past weekend in Burnsville, Minnesota. Boy, oh boy, we had six shows, six shows there. I cannot thank you guys enough for coming out and seeing me. Uh, I felt like a lot of the shows were really good. Um, some of them, you know, I, I'm really working out this new hour. And uh, and find finding what hits and what doesn't. So when you have six shows right back to back to back to back, really helps you do that. So, um, man, I had a lot of fun. Really did. Thank you, Burnsville. Coming up this week, uh, I guess Marshfield. I'm going to go see you. Houghton up in the UP of Michigan. That'll be fun. And then Fish Creek, baby. The Thumb of Wisconsin. I'll be there on Sunday. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. And then where in the heck am I Saturday? Come on, Charlie. You should know this. Oh, Marshfield, I'm there for two nights. Oh, no, I'm only there for one night. (sighs) You know, I am just a silly bastard. I will tell you guys that much. Now it all makes sense. Hey, the Packers won. How about it, guys? I'm, I'm back on the Super Bowl train. I think this is Jordan Love's big year, turning it around and um, taking us all the way to the Super Bowl. So you guys make sure you block off that weekend. Uh, you might want to buy uh, a hotel in wherever the uh, Packers are doing their Super Bowl. Uh, where is the Super Bowl this year? Charlie, nobody cares. That's not true. The Packers fans want to know because we are going there. 2024. God, is it 2024 next year? Uh, do we have another election year? Jeez Louise. That is going to suck. Oh, Super Bowl is in Las Vegas. Bang. I was just at that stadium, guys. It was awesome. Really cool. So, yeah. So, get your tickets for Vegas Sunday, February 11th. The Packers won last week. I think we got a real good shot. Um, Hey, folks. Before we get to my interview with Miles, I do want to... Um, have a serious note for a second. Uh, and I want to shout out Doctors Without Borders. Since the beginning of the war 
going on in the Middle East. There have just been countless casualties. It's been very painful to watch. Um, most recently in Gaza, women and children alone have been dying in the thousands. And thousands more are severely injured, and there is little to no medical supplies. Um, they, they are trickling in over the border, the last I checked, but they are coming in. And Doctors Without Borders is an organization that we've been supporting uh, since the beginning of this war. And if you would like to support them too, check out doctorswithoutborders.org. I know in a lot of these situations, it's easy for people to feel like they can't do anything. Uh, there is a lot that you can do. And one of those things is um, donating to organizations. They have a 98% rating from Charity Navigator. Um, so doctorswithoutborders.org, that money you donate is going directly to getting medical supplies for those who need it most. Um, so check them out. All right. Uh, with that, folks, here is my conversation with my very good pal, Miles Montplaisier. Miles, the you betcha guy, the co-host of the Bellied Up. Miles, my buddy. Here we go. All right. Here I am with um, one of my very, very, very dear friends. Miles Montplaisier, the You Betcha guy. He's been on the podcast a few times. Mm -hmm. I think you've been on the Cripes cast the most of any other guest. Miles. That adds up. We get together and podcast every nine, eight, nine weeks. So. Yeah, which we do for folks who don't know for the Bellied Up podcast. Miles, give the spiel of the Bellied Up podcast for people who might want to see us on, you know, our own podcast. Yeah, together. Bellied Up podcast. Uh, basically, Charlie and I go and belly up to a bar and just like any good bar we give good advice while we're drinking at the bar yeah do you actually think that we give good advice well there's sometimes where i come to a fork in the road charlie yeah and one path says give good advice and then the other side says give bad advice but it will be funny yeah and a lot of times i take the second road. It is a lot more fun. I try sometimes to actually give good advice and you, um, you take that fork and you stick it in my tires. Mm, yes. Yeah. yeah. You deflate that well, right I away. I think they call that a yin and yang. Charlie. Yin and yang. It's nice. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me back on the podcast. Uh, yeah. No, I think though your yeah. audience has got to be pretty sick of us doing this. No, what, doing what, Miles? Uh, what do you think we're doing right you now? And, you and I doing the Cripes cast together. Do you think the audience is thinking, "Oh boy, Charlie didn't have another guest. <laughs> he didn't plan ahead." If they're followers of you, yes, they should know that by now. Well, Miles, that's not true, and I want the audience to know that that's not true. By the way, if you're wondering where we're recording, we are recording. In Miles' very clean um, podcast studio. Home home game for me here, an away game for you. It is an away game. It's kind of, we, you know, do you, is this, um, this, where did this chair come from? This is one of them beautiful lawn chairs that you, you tend to find in your yard after a tornado, you know, kind of blew in I from mean, the 80s. Damn near. So uh, when I used to work concrete for my dad, there was mm -hmm. a character, his name was Dave. Yeah. And I forgot about this, Jared. This came from Dave. Mm -hmm. He 
found on the side of the road like eight of those chairs and he brought them to work and he was handing them out like candy these so I, st- I took one from him these are classic classic yeah. chairs that's why it's a little bent a little wobbly but it ryan's been sitting in that for 200 episodes so i think you're good yeah, yeah. it's nice it is it's well tested yeah stretch you like how i give you that chair and then i get this nice comfy little oh i noticed <laughs> i noticed there okay. wasn't even a discussion nothing you just hoped i wasn't gonna see that and then well, you should show the folks your oh. cardboard cutout yeah. that we have here. so first of all guys um miles has this beautiful office and um and a couple, I want to say a year or two ago, we did a promotion for Fleet Farm where we had our cardboard cutouts in the store. Miles had one. I had one. And then we did a sketch. So Miles had my cardboard cutout here. And first I come and my cardboard cutout is in the bathroom looking at people when they do a number two. <laughs> so he which, set his thing up in the bathroom. So every time you're sitting on a toilet and look to your right, there was Charlie staring at just you. Just staring at you like... And if it was like you were here in the evening and the light wasn't on in the bathroom, you flipped the light on, he'd be standing there and scary a little bit. And now I come here today and I realize you guys have updated my cardboard cutout. Yeah, we got bored with the original cardboard cutout. There it is. You put so good a new camera. mouth, a new mouth on me. I do not like this. I'm not a fan of this. I don't like what it's implying. It's me with my mouth again. No, you just like. Oh, yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Okay, fine. There's no induendo there. It's There's just... no respect for me in this friendship. No, if you want learn one thing about the You Betcha squad is if we're making fun of you, we like you. Okay. If we're being nice. Your alarm should go off. <laughs> okay. Well, that sounds good. It means I'm getting fired soon. From the Bellied Up podcast. If we start being nice to you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, it's really good to have you on my podcast, the the old Cripes cast, Miles. So what you been up to lately, huh? Give give people a sense of you're married now, you know. Have you been on the podcast since you got married? I don't think so. Yeah. No, it has been a minute. So it's really a treat to have you Yeah, back it's been at least here. a year, don't yeah. you think? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Miles. So I'm still married, by the way. Good for you. Yeah. I was going to ask. I was going to ask. It's going good then. So far, so good. Still married. Isn't that the goal of marriage pretty much? Just to stay married? Yeah. 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 I mean... On top of that, the 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 frosting on top of the love, the love, yeah, yeah. yeah, and enjoying the marriage and growing your life with somebody and this and the other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mostly just stay married, right? Yeah, something like that. So, Miles, what are the uh, top three tips you have for staying uh, happily married in the Midwest? Well, I don't know about just the Midwest. I think just in general, though, what I've noticed, really got to pick your battles. Yeah. There's some times where like you could bring up something and then you just got to think like, this is not worth it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, give me, give me one recently where you, you Oh, I don't really have an example. It's mostly just like, like I've also noticed that you, if the sooner you come to just know that you're going to get scheduled for stuff that you don't really want to do and you just have to do it. That's part of marriage. Mm -hmm. The easier it's going to go. Easier it's kind of stuff go. will just show up on my calendar of dinner with these people and whatever. And it's just like, oh, just have to accept that and not be like, well, I'm busy or anything like that. You just have to do it. Just do it. Yeah. Don't make a fight over something that you can yeah. stomach. Yeah. 
Okay. Exactly. That's good. That's good. I like that. Next. Oh. <laughs> I asked for three. Okay. That was one. Well, one was pick your battles. Two, accept that you're going to have to go to stuff that you don't want to. Okay. I feel like you're really stretching. I feel like that could have been a, a bullet point under one, but that's fine. All right. We'll go to right to three. What's I think three? the other thing is, I think that marriage is getting a bad rap these days. You know, it's like, I feel like every time I go on social media, it's like marriage is hard. You're going to, I don't, and I know it's like only been six months, but there's not even been close to like, oh, this marriage thing is hard. It's just, I feel like. Well, that's great. I know. I, that's kind of what I mean is if you find the right person, it shouldn't be hard. Find the right but one. everyone's always like marriage is so hard. And I don't have kids yet, so that might change. Yeah. But but that being a parent's hard, not marriage, I feel. Yeah. I don't know. No, it might I be mean, ludicrous of me here. That's a good philosophy. And Anne may leave me tomorrow, and then I'm like, oh, this is shot. <laughs> this is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> if Anne leaves me, I'm going to need to do an emergency cripes cast with you and just backtrack everything I just said. An ECC. Yeah. We can do that. We can line that up. How is Anne doing? She's good. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Great. You know, Miles, it's like pulling teeth on this podcast. What no. are these one word answers? Well, Hey, that was kind of a, oh, sorry. Yeah. She's been doing great. You know, she's got her stuff and she's been keeping busy and, uh, now we're yeah. talking now that's, that's a response <laughs> the, I can work with the, the token interview answer. Yeah. I feel like I'm on David Letterman right now. Uh, yeah. Why, why do you have to roast me on my own podcast? That wasn't a roast. David Letterman had a very successful career. Well, I know, but I mean, you're you're uh, commenting on the style, the late no, night style. Funny. You feel like there's an audience right there or something. So you meant that in a good way, then? Yeah. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah. Next segment is: Does it sink or does it float? Yeah. <laughs> that would actually be kind <laughs> of fun. Be <laughs> that would be good. Oh uh, yeah. Nice. Hey, starting off with Miles's marriage. <laughs> does it sink or does it float? Six months in, still floating. <laughs> Um, so what made you guys want to redesign the podcast studio? Well, our first podcast studio was just kind of stuffy. You know, it felt too corporate-y, felt a little too David Letterman. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I also like how Jared's over here laughing at uh, Jared. Can you please start laughing at my jokes, too? Oh, yeah. Not yeah. just Miles's. Yeah, and when you laugh at Miles's, can you laugh just a little bit off the mic? So yeah. they think he's getting lots yeah, of laughs at me. That'd be great. Thanks. Yeah. It's my podcast. So now. yeah, we just kind of threw this together. We got a bunch of random stuff. Um, yeah, that's a deer I shot there. Did you, when did you, was that the first deer you shot? Miles? That was my second deer I ever shot. Okay. Well, that, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, it's deer season now. Um, I've been out once. I went out bow hunting one time. Gun season starts in um, Wisconsin. Is it this weekend? No, next weekend. But it opened up in Minnesota and you went. I went and I didn't go hunting. I just went and sat in the woods for 15 hours over the weekend and didn't shoot anything. So well, that's... I don't think I'm technically hunting then. I'm more so just sitting when in nature. Do you, en do you enjoy sitting in nature? I do for like two hours, two hours. Then, you know, cause so where we hunt, I got to walk into the woods to my deer stand. Mm -hmm. Right. So we park outside and then I go walk. And of course it's uphill. 
and I got all my gear on and I got my backpack, my gun, my snowsuit, and I'm going to my stand. By the time I get there, I'm in a full sweat. Yeah. So first then you're like, okay, well now I got to start shedding layers. But then about an hour later, your, your blood starts to settle a little bit. Then you start getting cold and you got to put layers back on. And it's this whole thing of just hot, cold, hot, cold. Then by hour three, you can't feel your toes. And you're like, what am I doing out here? I haven't shot anything. Are you a big snacker in the deer stand? I'm kind of paranoid a little bit. Because you'd think the sense of the so food you're if eating. If I was like sitting in a like a stand, like a heated stand in a field and that whole thing, I would be snacking whole time. Yeah. Because I'm in close quarters in the woods. It's in my opinion, it's like a little bit closer to bow hunting that way, where like I'm just in the woods. I'm not in an enclosed stand or anything like that. So I get a little paranoid, but you reach a point where you're like, honestly, do I I'm so hungry. And I need some coffee. Do I really care that much if I shoot a deer? I think I'd rather eat. Yeah. You know, you kind of try to eat a little bit, um, especially you, you get get yourself nice and full before you go up there. So you, you're not tempted to do it. But at yeah, at some point you're going to be like, all right, this is going to throw off the scent. The uh, the little rapping noises might, you know, cause a deer to go away, but I'm just going to do it anyway. It's just how it, how it rolls there. Mm -hmm. Did you have any deer hunting thoughts when you were up there? You know, just deer stand thoughts, random things that came into the old noggin that realizations, anything. Yeah. There's, I think there's almost stages, right? Like the first stages is first, like you go through, cause I got a range finder. Yeah. You start trying to guess how far away trees are. <laughs> I was doing that same yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, that one looks about 40 and it's like 36. Damn. Yeah. yeah. So there's that stage. Then uh, once in a while, I like to just like, well, first of all, you spend so much time looking at the ground. Once in a while, I like to just look at the sky. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you like about looking at the sky there, Mike? I like watching all the trees sway. Do you ever think about all the trees that don't fall on you? Like it's, all it's a, of, like all the trees ever. Yeah, it's a I've never had a tree fall on me. Well, it happens. Buddy of mine had a, a tree fall on him. That's like maybe the worst luck I've it's, ever heard. It's in my bad life. luck, but it's a gratitude practice because you look around at the trees. And well, then you start getting deep, right? Then you're like thinking like that tree is so old. I know, right? Like a forty foot high tree has got to be hundreds of years old and you it? think about all the well, stuff that tree has seen all seen all of the times it's seen me fall asleep in the stand yeah um or like that thing like i pulled in on a side-by-side -side to take my stand down and they're like this thing has been around longer than we had electricity and that wild yeah and that wild you start thinking like that then i started doing this thing where i got a little bored and so i was just trying to focus on one thing for as long as possible. You ever done that? That's, that's kind of a meditation. Yeah. It's a meditation. So what I, were you focusing on? I picked on? one leaf on this tree and I just tried to stare at it as long as possible. But then of course you hear something and then you just lose it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have your phone out there with you? I try not to. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Mostly because I'm afraid that I'm going to have my sound on and I'm scrolling on Instagram and then all of a sudden you hear, Hey there, folks. Uh, welcome to the Cripes cast. And I'm like, psh, 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 the fuck. You know what? I It would be an honor of mine to scare a big old buck away from you. Yeah. So then, all right. So you go from uh, looking at the clouds, guessing with the range finder, staring at a leaf. 
What and, comes and next? And then you get to a point where you're now getting it. it I think the before there's two more stages. The next stage is, uh, what am I even doing out here? Think of all the other stuff I could be doing instead of just sitting here staring at the leaves, right? And then the last stage is just, you just get mad. Yeah. You're just mad you haven't seen anything or that the right deer hasn't walked through. But I was thinking, Charlie. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, thank you, Jared. I appreciate that laugh. I was thinking. Yeah. The fact that we ever do shoot a big buck is kind of a miracle. The chances that the day that you're sitting in a that miracle. tree, day you're sitting in that tree, the chances that that perfect buck is walking through, the chance yeah. got to be really low. Because yeah. they travel all over the place. They're wanderers. The weather's got to be right. Like all that yeah. stuff. Can't have too much wind. So really... It's kind of like baseball. You should only bat 300. You can't, shouldn't be batting 1,000 when you're on No. There. If you are, people are starting to wonder. Yeah. Are you baiting them? Baiting them. doing some weird stuff? Chaining them to a tree and waiting until you go out there? Yeah. I've never heard of that. No, was, that doesn't actually happen. Are you sure that's not how you got that one right there? <laughs> Did you buy that from a farm? And I think legal advice would tell me to stop talking Yeah, Plead the fifth? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tell them, tell us about your first buck, Miles. Oh, it's a great story. Yeah. Was, How old were you? Is it not embarrassing? I mean, I was like pretty young. I don't know, like 13. Yeah. Gun hunting, yeah, bow hunting. Gun hunting. Okay. I don't really bow hunt, mostly because my dad didn't bow hunt, so I just never did it growing up. Yeah. So I went hunting, and I was actually in the stand with my dad. And this little uh, spike buck came walking in mm -hmm. and I was all sorts of jittery, you know, the old buck fever, your heart starts beating, you're shaking a little bit. Yeah. And I had a terrible shot. Oh no. Terrible. Where, where'd you shoot it? Uh, so my first shot, I think it was in its hind leg. Oh God. And then the second shot, it was a gut shot. Oh geez. But we got her on the ground, you know, it didn't suffer for too long there. Okay. Um, and then we walk up to it and one of the spikes, the one of the antlers didn't go up. It went like into its ear and like wrapped around the bottom side of the ear. Weird. It was really weird. Did you put that? Did you mount that? No, God, no. It would have been kind of funny if you did. Yeah. And I, my uncle actually shoot was that was 17 years ago so yeah i've been 13 years old 17 years ago i shot my first buck and he showed the photo and i had the classic middle school long swooping hair over the front <laughs> of the forehead the bob embarrassing yeah. but i still wear the same like hat that i did back then really every year this oh the same it's like one that velcros on the top and the flaps come down and yeah. go underneath it's your lucky deer hunting hat mm-hmm Good for you. Well, that was nice. And and did you uh did your dad teach you how to field dress it and everything? Yeah, lots of heavy breathing, lots of gagging going on. <laughs> I don't do well with the smells. Ah. It's not so much doing it, it's the smells that I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not I was not built to work in sanitation. Let's just say that. Got it. Well said. Mm -hmm. Well said. Um Yeah, like I think smells will make me queasy more than seeing something bad well why don't you get a little nose plugger you could 
or we go hunting together and you can just hold my nose shut while I'm gutting the deer. That I would I would be honored to hold your nose shut. You <laughs> that would be deer. something else. That would be a little You can hold one of the legs too. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> I'd love to hold one of your deer legs. <clears throat> At that point, I it's feel- always I remember too, like one of the first times like when you're, you know, cutting her open, cutting him open. Mm-hmm. It's like it's such a weird you're like, okay, so I'm just gonna just gonna grab the deer's nuts. Yep, that's and uh, that's what hold her to the side. You know, it's like, all right, this is. Uh, I don't know. Is it's like Chris Hansen gonna pop out from one of the trees and tell me I'm getting a little too friendly with it or what? Yeah, it is a weird thing. But not once you get over it, it's fine. But yeah, you always think the person's messing with you when they teach you how. Yeah, like, we right. shouldn't go. Hey, you remember your first buck? It's like you remember your first buck nuts. <laughs> Grab those. Now look for the anus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad we're uh, diving into this like that, Miles. It's nice. Um, what do you like more? You like hunting or fishing more? I like hunting, but I like bird. I like going pheasant hunting the most. I'm, it's it's more action. You get to walk. You get to yell. You get to, you know, it's the moving targets kind of yeah. fun. You got the dogs running around. It's fun. Pheasant hunting, it is fun. It's always always strikes me as kind of a goofy sport because you get the dog, dog smells the bird, dog's on point, you know, if you're hunting with a pointer. And then, you know, you get all these hunters like, oh, he's on point. And everyone surrounds the bird with these guns pointed at each other. You know, I mean, not at each other, but in the general direction. You know, it always makes me nervous. Like, yeah, I mean, we usually walk somewhat in a straight line. No, I know you that. walk in a line, but then someone's, uh, if if a bird's crunt, sitting down, not getting up there, you know, when you kind of yeah, everyone gets a little horned up. Everyone gets a little horned up. Yeah, it's a good way to say it. Um, so, Miles, you guys are moving You Betcha headquarters. Yeah, we are. So, um, for those of you who don't know, Miles is based in Fargo, um, North Dakota. Um, for those of you who thought it was in South Dakota, it is in the top bunk. And you've had a wonderful facility here for a number of years. Um, and you've been doing all your merch and all that sort of stuff. And then somewhere along the line, you were like, you know what would be cooler if this place was like five times the size? Yeah. So basically, our office space, we didn't really need more space. Mm-hmm. It was more so like warehouse space. We've been taking on some other brands and doing different merchandise stuff there. Yeah. So basically the office space isn't much bigger, but the warehouse is much, much bigger, too big. Yeah. We don't, we're not gonna be able to fill that for a while, but that's kind of the goal. You don't want to move into a new place and then fill it up and then have to move again. So yeah, you got, you got a little room to grow. It's like, you know, when your mom buys you a pair of pants yeah. in second grade, you got to have to cuff them to start. You got to roll them, them up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause she's not getting you the ones that fit just yeah. right. Or, or if they, she buys you a pair of shoes growing up, you got to have a full thumb and room in the front. Yeah. Thumb, Cause you're going to, you're growing like a weed, you yeah. know, you don't need to, you don't need to uh, change up your shoes because you grew out of them. You got to, you know. Well, I remember the detrimental point when uh, I bought a shoe, pair of shoes with room to grow. And then a year came and went and my feet had stopped growing. So I just had a pair of shoes that were too big for me. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. always sad. That is sad. I stopped growing in like eighth grade. Really? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, I was this tall in eighth, seventh or eighth grade. How tall are you? Like six one. My six two is shoes. Are you really? What does your yeah. driver's license say? Probably six 
my driver's license said six three for like my last driver's license for like three years. Do you know that you're the one that gives them that information, right? <laughs> so why did you rate six three? I don't think I did. I think it was a clerical error on the person mm. who was working at the DMV. Or I had bad penmanship. We'll say I had bad penmanship, but I'm I'm six one. That was back when you had to actually write down all the information. Now you just do it on a computer, I think. Yeah. Well, it must not have been that long ago. Well, then maybe I had a fat thumb and hit the three. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, um, do you ever look at what people Google about like the suggested Google things? Like if you type your name into Google and then you see the suggestions that they fill in. Yeah, I try not to, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so one of them is how tall is Charlie Barron's? And the number one thing people say to me is uh, that I look taller in person. They I think, get that too. They think I'm a short, a short queen. You know? Yeah, the camera loses three inches. Is that it? Yeah. That's just a that. Thing? That's why I don't get into the adult film industry. <laughs> I won't have anything left. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, we were learning so much about each other. <laughs> Mostly um, just me, yeah. 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 Well, that's how it should be. Um, so, anyways, you guys got this uh bigger building now. And so, cause your thing, you've always really killed in the merch game. Yeah. Know? Well, it's just something I like to do as part of it. I think it's fun. I think trying to come up with new designs and hats and shirts and stuff is just something I like. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you're very good at it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then uh, we kind of just have started doing some other brands and stuff like that. And I don't know, I really like the business side of what we do. And so that's that's sort of where the yin and yang of you and me comes to. You know, I'm not so good at her. Uh, yeah, we'll say good. I don't know that I'm very good at the business side, or that's not the focus for me. Well, I would say, Charlie. Yeah. One, we both are a lot smarter than when we started. That's true. But I would say you are leaps and bounds better at business than when I first met you. Why do you say that? Uh, it just, you're very chaotic. Me? Yeah. Oh, okay. In what way? Just uh, no organization whatsoever. <laughs> and you know that. <laughs> you well, now, and now you got some team members yeah. and you guys use a software to schedule. Yeah. You actually have a calendar now. Like I know calendar is a game changer. No, yeah. it, it's not on the calendar. I ain't doing it. If it, it, for me, it gets even worse. It's not only if it's not on the calendar, it's, is it on the calendar? And someone calls me to remind me about <laughs> it. That's yeah. kind of how I am on that. Well, anyways, um, I saw your building yesterday. It's super cool. It's kind of like your own Paisley Park in Fargo. You know. Well, we're so we're in Fargo, but we're actually moving to Horace. Or that's what I meant, yeah. Horace. Horace. It's just like the town that was south of Fargo, but now Fargo is getting big enough to where it's like kind of just growing into it. So eventually, it'll just kind of be in Fargo-ish. But you're in the greater Fargo area, the Fargo metro area. Yeah, we hopefully can catch the last bit of Horace being a small town. Yeah, yeah which is kind of nice. But do, do you find that the people of Horace are happy that you put your building there? Uh, I can't speak for them, but everyone's been pretty excited about it it seems and i try and donate to stuff and we were at bean days this summer oh nice i was a judge in a car show 
cool for their uh annual like whatever day small town days or whatever yeah so i uh yeah we like to shoot videos of the bar in town we were just there this morning no it's a great area it is a great area um so are if people are out there let's say someone's out there and they've got like you know maybe they do what we do they're a creator of some sort they are looking uh for someone to print their t-shirts their merchandise is that a service that Miles, the you betcha guy, would provide. Yeah, I would be open to talking about it. I yeah. think, uh, I don't know, we we figured out all the back end stuff. You know, like we're probably not going to design anything for you. Yeah, you Maybe. have to come hot with the designs. Well, yeah, we're probably like going to expand into doing where, hey, these are the designs. We would produce the stuff and ship it out. And then you don't have to deal with all the uh customer service any returns and don't have to worry about fulfilling stuff on time so we're working up towards that so yeah if anyone's out there is looking for it let me know do you enjoy the business side of what you do more than the uh creative side more than the videos more than the podcasts i like well what reason why i like podcasting is just kind of the ebbs and flows and art of conversation is fun to me like if you look up my personality, it's like one of the things is just like conversation is very like fun for me. Mm-hmm. The other part about it's not so much like business. It's more so just like in design and creative. It's more like I just really like solving problems. Yeah. Right. So like if a problem is complicated and we don't have a solution right away, it's very exciting to me to try and figure that out. Mm-hmm. So um Luckily, that pairs pretty well with business because that's essentially what business is, just solving problems over and over again. Yeah. If you don't like problems, entrepreneurship's probably not for you. No, no. Yeah, see, a problem comes up to me. I'm like, ah, oh, geez, Louise. But you're like, okay. Well, sometimes you're still like, geez, Louise. Yeah. But to put it lightly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't always come out that way. No. I, I know I'm picking up what you're putting down. Excuse the interruption, ladies and gents, but oh my gosh, I got to tell you about Jolly Good Soda. Are you going to a Midwest Thanksgiving this year and have no idea what to bring? Fret not. Don't bring the crescent rolls or the green bean casserole. Bring something for everyone. Bring a Jolly Good Soda variety pack sold at your local grocery store across the state of Wisconsin or JollyGoodSoda.com. We got cream soda for the traditionalist, sour power for your bartender, or root beer for the kiddos. Everything you could possibly need right out of Random Lake, Wisconsin. Check them out. And folks, Fleet Farm, if you are looking for Black Friday deals before the craziness begins, Fleet Farm has you covered. They got deals on everything, whether you're looking for a gift from someone's wish list or you're just looking to get a little something-something to spoil yourself. They got grills. They got hunting gear. They got power tools. They got toys. They got aisles and aisles and aisles of toys, in fact, over at the Toyland. So if you bring your kid, be careful. They're never going to want to leave, and neither will you, honestly. Don't wait for Black Friday. Head into Fleet Farm and get deals on all your favorites right now. Folks, the best way to support the show also is to head on over to CripesCast.com, where we have tour dates, merch, Patreon, so, so much more. Head to CripesCast.com. Find it all there. All right, now back to my combo with Miles. 
Hey, we got some um, fan sort of questions here. Oh, really? And, and you guys do fan questions? Yeah, yeah. All uh, right. What are, is, they, are they good? Um, some of them, yeah, are very good. How many of them are mean? None are mean. Don't I worry. I, I took out all the mean ones. <laughs> what, Miles, was your first impression of me when we first met? My first impression was, one, this guy needs to get some sleep. Oh, okay. Why the sleep <laughs> thing? You brought that up before. <laughs> I bet, is it the eyes? Yeah, it's a little bit the eyes. Under the you, eyes. You've been getting more sleep lately, though. I can tell. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Um, it's a nice no, thing you said to me. I remember. So you're older than me. Okay, here we go. No, this is like, <laughs> so you're like six years older than me, right? I'm 36. Yeah, so you're six years older than me. And you, the way you carried yourself the first time we met, I could tell that you were more seasoned than I was. And I felt a little fish out of water. Oh, you felt a little threatened. No, by I me, just maybe. felt like, okay, I got to be on my game because this guy knows what he's doing here. Little he's, did you know. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so it was a little bit like, I got to, this guy's a comedian. Like, I got to be funny. I got to like hang with him here. I just remember that being not like intimidated, but just like, I got to be on my A game here because. This guy knows what he's doing. Mm, well, that's that's uh, that's nice. Uh, thanks for pumping my tires. Because I, right I remember at this point, I come full circle. We do this now a lot, but I only shot stuff on iPhone at that point. So I, I didn't even own a, I didn't even use a camera for any of my videos. And you showed up with a buddy. Yeah. And he had a whole rig set up with a camera. He had a gimbal. He was getting side. He was mo. It was all over the place. And I was like, okay. Yeah. All right. That was my buddy Justin Ferrari. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The school of Volpe. That mm -hmm. was it. We shot that in in Minneapolis. <laughs> That's what face you're doing on the cardboard cut. Oh, yeah, that's the, the hope you're face. You're doing the hope emoji. <laughs> okay. It's good cover for you. Yeah. I like that. We just had to ope you up a little bit. Yeah. You got, I, you got, you got oped. Start that. That's a good one. Put that on a Kind of like punt, but Midwest style. Midwest style. I like Oh, that. gotcha. That's hey, actually. That's not bad. All right, though. We could do yeah, a thanks, Jerry. prank show. We could call oped. Oped. <laughs> it's as actually Sell that. That's actually not a bad, bad idea. And all the pranks are like super mild. Yeah. It's, like they're not mean at all. No. Yeah. It's, you put like green beans in a casserole instead of corn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or calling it, I, I call it casserole and not hot dish. <laughs> yeah. I, I brought 3.2% beer instead of the 4.1. <laughs> Classic. You thought you were getting drunk, but you're not. <laughs> you're just getting bloated. You just, you just got oped. <laughs> um, all right. The next question is, what was my first impression of you? Oh, God. Oh, boy. I will say this. I will say this. First time I met you, you got out of the car. I went in. I went in for a. Um, I went in for the hand hug where you where you shake the hand, you do the. The smack on the back. You were not. You were not for that. You just you you maintained straight hand. It was an really? awkward first embrace. It's what I remember. That's what sticks in the dome. I didn't grow up in a family that did a lot of embracing. 
Well, neither did I, but I and just, so I think that's just probably part of my nature. Okay. I'm not a good embracer in general. Okay, so first time meeting, it's just straight handshake. But I have noticed that I was like that, and so I've tried to be more friendly with embraces. Yeah, you've tried to give a little the half hug, the yeah, or just uh, you know, if a guy puts his hands out and I like him, you know, I just give him the hug. Oh, there you go. That that pat, the big pat on the back. Yeah, that's nice. Well, that was and then it's like that's always paired with like a and then like a. Oh, yeah. good to see you, man. Cool bar here, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice little small talk. Well, uh, yeah, I could see that. Um, I have shows coming up in Fargo. Is Miles going to do five minute set again? I don't know, dude. Why don't you know? Because it consumes me. I Like that five minutes, my entire day, I'm worried about it. And then I go up and do it and it's not that good. And I'm like, I just wasted a whole day on this for five minutes. Well, Miles, that's the art of stand up right there. I know. know. I Like, honestly, I don't think folks understand how much work actually goes into stand up comedy and like how just through working with you and other comedians, the amount of respect I have for comedians is through the roof. Including me. Yeah. Even you, Charlie. Um, Sweet. And, but I am glad that I was able to get a peek under the hood with your comedy career to have the self-awareness. Not that like I couldn't do it, but that I just wouldn't be, I just, it's not for me. Yeah, it's not your thing. You got to be on the road a lot. You got to be got to like, be on the road a lot. There's a lot of writing involved. There's a lot of smaller shows, bombing, doing all that stuff. And I don't know. I just uh, not for me. Got it. But you never know. Well, because this leads into the next question. When are you guys going to do uh, bellied up live? Well, we, we, this summer, we said we were going to do it this fall. Yeah. We, I think this fall, we said we're going to do it this winter. (laughs) So probably next fall, we'll end up actually getting it done. But we've been talking about it. We have actually, there's this new venue in Milwaukee. Uh, It's part of the uh, Pabst group. I forget the name of the venue. It's a new one. It's coming out, but um, they asked if we wanted to uh, do a podcast there. So maybe we've been, we've been, floating it around yeah because essentially the idea is we would just do it like a normal bellied up podcast but instead of callers we would do like a lottery system and pull out numbers and people from the or ideas people would submit their ideas when they walk in and then we would go through and choose them and have them actually be audience members instead of callers, correct? Yeah, I think something like that. Something like that. I almost like the idea of calling them up on stage. Yeah. Because I think that would be... And bringing like a, so having some sort of bar set up up there. I don't know. It's yeah. Like, they, instead of just like a table. No, that's true. They could. Be, we should have an actual bar up there on stage and then they can actually belly up to the bar with us. Yeah. And the bar we should just have be like in um kind of last supper style you know where we're all facing the uh, sitcom style yeah 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 that would be fun i like that well let's do it we'll do it uh we'll this do is it the in exact conversation we had this summer <laughs> um we will do it we yeah it's we will just taking a little bit yeah no I no hey we're letting it marinate we are I mean, I, f- I feel pretty confident about it. I do, too. I think we just need someone to, like, produce it and make it happen and tell us where to be. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, until we find that, um, okay, I've got a little Midwest red flag, green flag. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now to play Midwest red flag, green flag with Miles, the you betcha guy. Uh, Partner is addicted to pull tabs, red flag or green flag? Green flag. Partner has never been stuck in a snow ditch before. God, you go both ways there. How can you go both ways? Because that means that they're good at driving in the winter. It's true. They've seen a corner or two, but in order to get good, you got to maybe go in the ditch. It's like comedy. You got to bomb. In yeah, order to we'll be go good. red flag. Red there. flag. Uh, partner doesn't like deer hunting. Uh, I mean, it's just a no flag. Yeah. Like Anne doesn't hunt. She doesn't like hunting, but almost actually it's a green flag because you kind of just want to go hunting with the guys anyways. Yeah, that's true. That's your partner doesn't let you go deer hunting. Red flag. <laughs> partner prefers hot dog to brat. Not a red flag. Partner is always late because they got stuck in a Midwest goodbye. Green flag. Yeah, that's nice. And to know someone who can act in sort of a, a respectable way in a Midwest, someone who can kind of take the reins, take the pressure of the Midwest goodbye off of you. Yeah. I mean, basically it's a get out of jail free card for anything, right? It's like yes. having diarrhea, <laughs> <laughs> having diarrhea will get you out of anything, right? It's Show true. up late. I was sorry. I was stuck in a Midwest goodbye. Everyone's like, Oh yeah, I totally understand. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But sorry that you had to do that. Why didn't you show up to church? I had I was stuck in Midwest goodbye. Yeah. I, I stopped to get my Bible at the Bible store for church <laughs> and I got stuck in Midwest goodbye with the great fellow that worked there. Partner doesn't like coleslaw that comes with their fish fry. It's not a red flag. I don't think it's like a, I don't love that. It's not like, it's like a green flag. I don't yeah. think it's a red flag. Do you like potato pancakes? Uh, I haven't had that many times. Oh yeah. They're real good. They're real good. Real good. Partner calls it soda. Is it just like lefsa, but just a little? Or it's basically like hash browns, but more in a pancake form. Mm. Yeah, maybe I haven't had it. Oh, they're real good, real good, real good. Potato making potato pancake (laughs) like it's the weekend now. We can oh, could do a Midwest version of that song. (laughs) That's a good idea. On your next album. On my next album. By the way, folks, the next uh, album, Barons and Gruel, is coming out. Uh, dive Bar Dinner. Dinner, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's got real good organization, folks. Uh, it's coming out uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. A little plug in the middle of the game we're playing. Uh, partner calls it soda, not pop. Red flag. Really? I guess, I don't know. I mean, it's fine. Calling it soda pop. Hey, be confident. Calling it soda pop. That's a red flag for sure. Uh, they believe, well, you don't care. Do you care if Michigan, do you care about the mitten states? What do you mean, do I care? I mean, do you have a strong opinion if uh, Michigan looks like a mitten or Wisconsin looks like a mitten? Well, I'm kind of, uh, what would you call? I like to be rational. Mm-hmm. Except for when I'm being irrational. Yeah. Um, that seems very And I'm rational. pretty sure that Michigan, if you just took the state outlines and showed it to someone who's never seen the United States before, mm-hmm. I'm just saying they probably would say that Michigan looks more like a mitten. Well, except for the UP. I don't need to 
go into this. I've discussed this in nauseum. You asked you're wrong. Question. You're wrong is the answer to that. It just looks it's like actually has a thumb. Um uh, what state has more lakes? Minnesota or Wisconsin? I think I've seen that Wisconsin technically has more, right? Like, mm. they've, like they've counted them. Well, they've counted them. So Minnesota is on the license plate, the land of 10,000 lakes. However, Wisconsin has 15,000 lakes. But here, it's a great life lesson in branding. Business-wise. They beat you to the branding punch. They did. You guys could have said... But also, 15,000 doesn't sound as good as 10,000. No, it doesn't. But truthfully, Wisconsin counts their lakes differently than minnesota in wisconsin for it to count as a lake it only needs to be about the size of a hockey rink like a pond counts as a lake oh so you guys are what they would call in the accounting industry cooking the books we are cooking the books a little bit well there you go and if if minnesota were to count the lakes in the same way they would actually have twenty thousand. <laughs> so you just put a hole in your own wisconsin argument. i'm not even right? arguing I will say it's not a good idea if there are any Minnesotans out there thinking, oh, well, we just got to count those lakes. We should be the land of 20,000 lakes. No, it's a problem, though, because then you have to name all, of all them, those yeah. lakes. And that is not an easy task. Just ask Random Lake, Wisconsin, I mean, yeah, which is a place. Also, there, in Minnesota, Wisconsin, there's got to be about 1,200 long lakes. Oh, there's uh, yeah. Every lake is long. Yeah, I know at least two long lakes in Wisconsin. Yeah, there's like four just in, right outside of Fargo here. I feel like is there? Yeah, yeah. There's a dry lake in North Dakota. Really? It's called dry lake. <laughs> it's yeah. called dry lake. So is it no longer a lake then? <laughs> yeah. Why do they call it dry lake? I don't know. Man, how do you get to name a lake? Uh, up in the Boundary Waters, there was like a stripper lake and stuff like that. I think it was named by like all the like the guys who were I don't know trappers and shit that were portaging around there. What is what do trappers love? Strippers. Is that true? Have or you it, a, is, have you ever met a trapper? I imagine <laughs> that they all love strippers. Is stripping just a term for like trappers? Like no, maybe that's the other way. And I was thinking like <laughs> exotic dancers. <laughs> Um, what are your thoughts on slow drivers in the left lane? We're back to more fan questions. Okay. Jumping around. I like it. Yeah. Give me the chaos, Charlie. Yeah. Slow <laughs> this is drivers. The organization I was talking about. You know what, Miles? Relax. Walk through my brain with me for a little bit. Uh, I, I don't like that. You don't like slow drivers in the left lane? Yeah. Are you guilty of it yourself? I try not to. Yeah. As soon as I notice that I got someone coming up behind me, I try to get I try to get right as fast as possible. Get right or get fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you a, a good driver, would you say? I'm not going to put myself in that category. No. I don't get in accidents ever unless I was in high school. That was, a, what was the first? I got th- like three or four accidents in high school. What was the uh, worst accident you got in? Oh, I to- I rear-ended a car at a stoplight. Really? Sma- smash up the whole front of the pickup. Oh, my God. They had a ball hitch on theirs, though, so no damage to theirs. Just all mine. Really? What yeah. kind of car were you driving? Oh, so my dad, I was going to pick up a buddy from the airport. Yeah. My dad just got a brand new Ford. It was like 50 miles on it. And I. You totaled it? Almost totaled it. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Was it a sedan? No, it was another pickup. Oh, it was. So a pickup got tore up that much by a ball hitch, huh? Yeah, just the ball hitch absorbs a lot of the blow. Yeah. So yeah, it had some damage, but not like my dad's. What sucked is the next day we were going deer hunting or mm-hmm. pheasant hunting, and my uncle and cousins and stuff were coming to pick me up at our house, pick us up at our house. And so we parked the truck around the corner so they wouldn't see it and give me shit the whole weekend. Really? Yeah. Because they would have just let me have it. So did did you ask your your dad to like hide the car? Yeah, kind. We were kind of like we we don't have to tell them right about this, you know. I'm surprised not one of your brothers brought it up to throw you under the bus. They were good. They were good to me. Um, And it was one of those things too where it was like such a dumb thing. My dad was so mad that he wasn't mad. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Your dad will get so mad that he just is actually got like calm about it. Yeah. Which is almost scarier than him just blowing up and getting mad. Well, you kind of wonder, is he calm because he already let it out, got it out of the system? Or is he just, is he just holding that there and ready to blow up at any moment? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I was in high school. Okay. You know what? One time in high school, my brother did this. So we were at a Walgreens and we were picking up my buddy from a car dealership because his car was not doing good. So he took it to the old car doc. And so we were picking him up from the car doctor and we were my brother. I was like, oh, there's Jay right over there. And these two parking lots, the Walgreens one and the car doctor, they were like uh, right next to each other, except one parking lot was like three feet lower than the other one. And my brother didn't realize that. And he drove straight off. Oh, he did. He did. Yeah, my buddy was just sitting there like. Front bumper come flying off or what? Uh, no, no. They're honestly, it was a very resilient uh, Nissan Altima. Okay. Yeah, it, it was somehow fine. Um, nobody found out. My parents didn't find out. Um, all right. Okay, well, then did you guys, if nothing happened, did you run it again? Oh yeah, I whip, mean, whip around. Like, we oh, we added a little. Let's more. try it the other way. <laughs> uh, okay, this is an interesting one. Do Midwesterners feel like the middle child of America, squeezed between New York City and La La Land? Do we feel like the middle child of America? <laughs> oh, so it's awesome calling it La La Land. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, I, I would say we feel a little middle childish, you know, we all got a drinking problem, you know, we all got a gambling (laughs) problem and, uh, yeah. And what uh, do you feel like, cause middle child's kind of like vying for attention, you know, do you think, no, I feel like the, I feel like the middle child just doesn't really give a shit. They just are kind of, they're just kind of doing their own thing. I feel like we're all kind of doing our own thing here in the Midwest. And you're a middle child, aren't you? So I'm in a weird spot. So my dad was married before. Yeah. And I got two older half siblings. Okay. And then it's me and my brother. So I'm like kind of a middle child, but I'm also kind of the oldest. So you got both vibes. I see you very much. So uh, you got a lot of older, oldest child vibes. Yeah. Yeah. But also some middle child tendencies. Yeah. You kind of do mess around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
Okay. When are you going to cut your hair, you hippie? <laughs> I know this is from. We got a guy on Facebook who's been letting me have it. Oh, yeah. Every comment. Um, I like the long hair. Can you show the audience? Can you take the hat off? Show the audience the long hair. Look at that mane. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you got really good hair, Miles. Thanks. I got to flaunt it while I have it. I'm going to start losing it here soon. Are you losing? I don't know. Are you seeing hair in the, the trap? Yeah, but when you got long hair, you just always have hair rolling everywhere. Um, no. Uh, so what happened was after my wedding, yeah, I forgot to schedule a haircut for like six months. Yeah, and then Anne said she likes it when I have long hair, and honestly, I don't really give a shit what everyone on the internet thinks as long as the wife is happy with it. And I think that's what you gotta. That's number one. Yeah. Right? Hey, and and that's why you have such a successful marriage. So far, so yeah. far, six yeah. months in, six months, six in. months. Um, do you think that if your hair does start to clearly fall out, do you think you would get uh, the Propecia? Would Would you be one of those guys to get the Propecia? What is that? It's uh, a hair growth spurring uh, pill that you can take. Um, no. I think you just got to go all natural. So all natural, does that mean that you would go with like the, um, what do they call it? The Hulk like, Hogan? The Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> would you do that? The, what is that? Keep it What's long. the name of that? <laughs> just keep it long and just lose it all on top. Yeah. The, th- the horseshoe. Is that what it is? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Long horseshoe. I think I cut it shorter and you probably just shave your head at some point. I don't it's know, like, you know, man. I don't know. I just, I mean, I just wear a hat every day. Yeah. So almost anything. Yeah. <sighs> I don't think I'm going to lose it all. I think I'm just going to recede a little bit because I got like uncles on my mom's side and my grandpa. Mm-hmm. Like he still has hair, but it's just like his forehead just gets bigger. The old widow's peak. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I got the widow's peak in my family. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not losing my hair yet. I mean, probably a little bit. You going gray at all? No, not yet. I found a couple gray beard hairs the other day. Well, you have such a darker colored hair. It kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah, I can probably get away with a few grays and be like, no, nah, it's just blonde. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. That's my privilege, Miles. Um. Uh. Okay. Uh. Let's see here. What is, uh? who's like North Dakota? North Dakota. Who's North Dakota's biggest beef? beef with is it with south dakota or is it with minnesota um i don't feel like we have a ton of beefs with anyone Mm -hmm. mostly because no one wants to like come up here and fight us you know what i mean like no one's traveling through north dakota that much whereas like minnesota wisconsin michigan you guys are all kind of intermingling a lot more yeah we're just kind of up here yeah, right. Um, but in terms of sports wise, like NDSU is the big school in Fargo, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they their rivals are SDSU, so be South Dakota. Um, but then also just within North Dakota, like UND University of North Dakota, they have rival with. So I don't know. It's not like we really have I don't I wouldn't say there's like a state that we hate or anything like that. Okay. We don't have any fib energy. On anyone. Yeah, there's, there's, right, right. That is a very unique thing, I think, to Wisconsin and Illinois. And also, I think it stems from the sports teams. You know, it's also everything is so far away, right? Like you get, like Milwaukee's an hour from Chicago. Right. Whereas, like, 
the nearest big, like to go to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which is the closest, bigger, bigger South Dakota. It's like three hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, going 80 miles an hour on the interstate. It's still three out, you know? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Miles kind of want to though. Yeah, I know. It would be nice like to have a little rough housing with someone. Yeah. All right. Well, Miles, listen, you as I mean, if you could start a beef that North Dakota has with some other state or locality, who would it be and why? I don't know. Montana's just too far away, right? Is that even connected to this state? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you run right into it. See, you don't even That's think about it like Montana, that. You, you don't even right think about it like that. <laughs> and just for the record, I knew it was connected. And you don't want to go with South Dakota because South Dakota will out crazy you. There's no laws in South Dakota. Oh, yeah. yeah they'll just. Yeah. So, so explain to me the relationship of the top and bottom bunk here. It's, like it's I feel like it's pretty like. I don't it, it, there's not like a ton of beef. It's just more so like North Dakota is conservative, right? But then yeah. South Dakota is like uber conservative. They got no laws. You know, they also do a lot of meth. Do you think if you did a North Dakota versus South Dakota video, it would do well? Yeah, what would suck is North Dakota, I think, would come off as like the more liberal state just because of like Fargo and stuff, right? Like a little bit more pretentious. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, you, well, I, so you would kind of have They're to. They're just also very similar. Build these personalities around them. I guess so I've, what, never, you don't, I've never tried to separate them or what makes them different. Yeah. Like there's differences, but they're not different. Well, what are the differences? So South Dakota is a little bit more like, uh, like rednecky, basically. No. Yeah, it's hard to explain. It is so hard to explain. Yeah. Like North Dakota doesn't have any attractions. That's not true. Um, Fargo. But South Dakota has Mount Rushmore and Black Sturgis and Black Hills, Wall Drug, Corn Palace. Where it's like we got the big buffalo in Jamestown, I guess. That's the joke. And the cow. That's a joke. It's someone in South Dakota saying, like, we got we got this if you want to do that. We got that if you want to do we got this if you want to do whatever. And then it cuts to Fargo. It's like, yeah, there's the buffalo, I suppose. But that's in Jamestown, it's not even Fargo. Or I'm just saying all of North Dakota. He just thinks that the entire state of North Dakota <laughs> is Fargo. It's not. <laughs> Jeez, what else was I had this really humdinger of a question for you that I was going to ask and I forgot it now. What the That's frick? A, you need to punt on the red flag, green flag, and you just need to do humdinger questions. <laughs> humdinger That's questions. That's your new segment. Humdinger. All right, here comes a humdinger of a question for you. The first humdinger is. Yeah, what your shoe size is. <laughs> what is your shoe size? 10. 10? You got a Why ten. do you say it like that? Ten? Because you're six foot one. I know. I'm a white guy from North Dakota. What do you expect? <laughs> do you wish you had bigger feet? Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah. I mean, is there a guy who's other than Shaquille O'Neal that is like, no, I don't want bigger feet? <laughs> yeah. I mean, is it did you get in grade school? What was grade school miles like? Like, did you get were you the bully or were you bullied? I was not bullied. 
Yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> do you think there? Do you think I, that, there's there's people out there that would, if you asked them now, I'd be like, yeah, he was kind of a dick. Do you? Um, are there any people from grade school that you're thinking about in your mind that you'd like to make amends to? Um, I'm thinking about people in my mind, but not anyone I want to make amends to. Okay. Well, a lot of those people had it coming. <laughs> Still a bully. No. Still a bully, ladies and gentlemen. No, there's, you know, there's probably, if I saw these people, I'd be like, hey, sorry, I was kind of a dick. Yeah. You'd get, you give a little bar amends. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of an interesting bit too. You know, guy around Thanksgiving at the bar, guy who apologizes for being a jackass to the other guy in grade yeah. school. Yeah. Cool. What about you? Uh, I don't feel like you were bullied, but no. you definitely weren't a bully. I was more of a bully than you were. Yeah. I mean, you can tell that dynamic on the bellied up podcast. I get bullied on a regular basis there. Bullied up. Bullied up. Yeah. I'm just, you know, taking crap from miles the whole time. Um, that's okay though. I understand. No, I kind of was a floater. I would float between different groups. You know, I was kind of a loner. I just feel like you're a little bit too aloof to be a bully. Yeah, I can't remember all the things I'm supposed to make fun of people for. Yeah, and like you just don't notice the annoying stuff on people, I feel like. You just are like, whatever. Yeah. And then, because, yeah, you just don't notice the stuff that a bully would notice and make fun of someone for. Bullies are very observant. Yeah. Very observant. Yeah, and I think most bullies are insecure about something. Yeah. And so. Oh, I, oh. Jared, this is a big so question. I though. was overcompensating for my shoe size. Was that it? Probably. Wow. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, that's tough. I also come from a family that does a lot of razzing. So, oh, uh, see, maybe, maybe just a yeah, razzing. I wasn't a bully. I was just razzing, you know? Well, and some people kind of misunderstand the razzing for the bullying. Like, just like what you were saying at the beginning of this podcast. Well, a lot of my confrontations, what happened like at recess. Or at gym class because I'm competitive sports guy. I see. So that was, you know. The competitive nature. Yeah. So you would call people out, throw down, all that sort of stuff. Have you ever been in a fight? A lot of chest bumping matches, but never actual fist fight. Do you think you would do good in a fight? No. no. Do, you, do you know how I to I mean, fight? my fight or, fight or flight would kick in. But I usually talk my way out of stuff. Yeah. You know, like I had a buddy from high school that when we got into college and stuff and he'd come home and he liked to mouth off and get into some, and I was always trying to step in to defuse the situation. Oh yeah. Try to, I'm trying to defuse quite a bit. Diffuser. Actually, this is one question that I wanted to bring up. Um, and it's related to that earlier when you were talking about your business mindset, you talked about your personality. And so you take a personality test and everyone who works at this company, right? Takes a personality. Yeah. Test. I mean, I think everyone should take it also for like marriage and relationships. Taking personality tests helps you understand the other person more because most of the time when you don't like someone or someone's pissing you off, it's because you think that they're doing this because they are trying to piss you off. But in reality, it's just a fault in their personality. Mm -hmm. And we all got the faults in our personality. So if you can understand that, you can kind of like be a little more okay with it. Mm, I see. So it's right. Just, like now, like Charlie. Yeah. 
you and I both show up late to stuff. Right. Whereas if you don't understand that that's just kind of part of our personality, not saying it's an excuse for us, but if you view it as he doesn't even respect, they don't respect us enough to show up on time. That's going to piss you off. Right. Right. But if it's like, Oh, they're not actually trying to be, they just are not very good at being on time. It's It's a much different thought process. You know, guys, I'm late for everybody, you know? Yeah. That runs in my family. My, my sister had a wedding recently and for the rehearsal uh, part, the day before you do the rehearsal at the church, my parents showed up like 45 minutes late. <laughs> and I was like, what? like it used to be growing up, we would show up late for everything, but we had an excuse because there were so many kids. And now I was like, they don't have any more kids at home. I was like, what was yeah. the excuse? And they were like, traffic. I was like, 45 minutes? <laughs> Good God. In Wisconsin. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah. I took a personality test and uh, you didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it because I was, first of all, I, my, my little cartoon was just me as like a, I was dressed up like a a fairy with wings. You know, I had wings on there. I was a mediator. Oh yeah. Yeah. This was, maybe it was on You Betcha Radio. He was all mad about last time he was here. He did this. No, Uh, I think it was on the bellied up. We might've talked about it. Yeah. It was like. It was like one of the first episodes, wasn't it? No. No, it was at Matt's Bar in oh. Uh, Minneapolis. Oh. Last Brandon. Home of the Juicy Lucy. Yeah, you were, all, you were all worked up that you're a mediator. I was kind of upset about that. It, I mean, because I just kind of, I, you know, I mean, do you how, do you have any other mediators here at the company or no? Am I, I the only other mediator? I don't, you know? I, don't, I think you're the only mediator I've ever met. What are you again? I am a debater. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> just devil's advocate everything yeah i will literally argue a point i don't even believe in (laughs) just just to argue (coughs) you could be a politician then correct do you think you ever would absolutely not what a terrible job i had to go to two city council meetings with this new building yeah i how city officials do their job i don't know oh it's gotta be awful yeah gotta be awful Glad I did that because then maybe, you know, like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll get it. No, not a, not a chance. Not a chance. We're almost close to wrapping up here. Is that correct, Jared? So, Miles, before we end, I want to give you the opportunity to ask me any questions that you've always wanted to ask me. Mm. And you don't have to feel like you need to ask me a question. And what I'm doing right now, Miles, is stalling so you can think of something because I just sprung this upon you because honestly, I just thought of it and maybe it would be a good idea. So, Miles, with that said, do you have any questions for me or no? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you care so much about journalism? Why do well, that's but I care. So much about because the thing is, you were in journalism. Yeah, you kind of you didn't get kicked out. I didn't get kicked out. I just decided not to do it anymore. Correct. Yeah, but everything you do, I can feel the the urge for journalistic integrity, uh-huh. for caring about the deeper stories. Uh-huh. Why do you care so much? Why do I care so much? I care so much. It probably it probably stems from a deep seated fear of burning in the firing pits of hell. Catholic thing. I bet. I wonder if that is it. Connect the dots for me. How do you well, go from so, hell to journalism? No, I mean, I I'm kind of somewhat being flippant, but no, I, I, here's the reason I, I care about journalism. I, I feel like 
there is an easier way for us as humans to interact on this planet. Like if you look at the world right now, we've got terrible wars. We've got a a climate that is degrading and we've got everybody who, if they sat in the same room together and discussed the issue from an objective viewpoint and they said, um, this is how I feel and this is why I feel the way I feel. And there, there was no, um, you could listen to that and you could see it objectively. You could see the humanity in that person. The other person could say their reason for feeling the way they feel and why, and they could talk it out and discuss it. You could untangle what, what the world is right now is like you, you snagged your fishing line and you're trying to pull tighter and tighter. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to make the knot tighter and then you're going to lose your lure. You're going to snap the line. But I think because right now and what journalism at its best can do is give an objective viewpoint of what's going on. So the facts are all there. And what's the well? how do you feel about the not as much objectivity in journalism? I I don't like it at all. I don't like it from Fox News. I don't like it from MSNBC. I think both ends of the political spectrum are uh, the the idea of creating content to make people mad, which is how, you know, those cable news shows work. It's how a lot of podcasts work. When people are creating stuff, it's very easy to see why they do it, because when people get mad, they're more likely to do the thing you want them to do, which is listen more or buy some of your stuff. Well, that's what I say. It's kind of a conundrum, right? So outlandish things are what get more views, mm-hmm. makes people click more, makes people turn to the channel more, all that stuff, which then equals more money. Yeah. Right. So then you're like, well, let's take money out of the equation. You don't have that. Well, then you basically just have the government giving you all your own news. And that's not good either because right. then they can control whatever they want to tell the public. Right. Exactly. So you need to separate that. So now you're just caught in this back and forth and the Internet's made it worse because it's all about clicks and views and all that. Which right? is exactly why I care about journalism, because journalism, when it's done right, is objective and it's fair. And it's balanced. That doesn't mean present both sides to an issue as equal sides, but present where both sides are coming from and allow the audience to decide what is right. And if you present them well in and, and if you have that dedication to not being biased and not jumping, uh, you know, down one of those pathways, people don't harden their hearts because they realize that life is in the gray areas. There is no pro this and pro that. There's no, both these sides are good and both these sides are bad. And if we don't acknowledge that, then we're just going to keep being on teams. We're going to be like, I'm this, I'm that. And as soon as you say, I'm this, the people that are that stop listening to this. Yeah. So that's the, that's the annoying thing. And that's why everybody agrees. We want like uh, a planet uh, that is, doesn't have like climate change, doesn't have pollution, doesn't have, you know, crap in the water that you can't even drink or eat from it, you know, or uh, eat from, you can't eat the fish because they got a heavy metals. I mean, you can't drink the water because it's got the phosphorus buildup, you know, everybody agrees on that. But if you say climate change, now all of a sudden you put yourself on a team, yeah. you know, you're on that team. So how do we bring back journalistic integrity, Charlie? Well, that's why I'm on it. That's why I like doing this podcast is because I have the, I don't, I don't need a really huge audience to sell stuff off it. So I'm not like 
I'm not manipulating the human condition to make it to make you feel something so strong that you you spread it. But I do yeah. hope people listen to it and take something from it, even if it's not the sexiest podcast in the world, because I hope that, you know, I know it's not going to be a ton of people, but I hope some people will get a deeper understanding of issues at hand. And then it's almost like a, 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 like if you're skipping a stone, you get a bunch of these ripples. And I think with enough of the and if I can be just the stone, you know, and then one of those ripples ends up doing the thing that uh, that that could make a change and the stone just sinks to the bottom of the, of the drink, then whatever. But the, I just want to, you know, so I'm scratching that sort of journalistic impulse to try and do some right in the world before, you know, I'm dead and gone. It's true. Yeah. So thanks for asking. You want to know my Barron, shoe size 2024. now? <laughs> I vote, hate, no. Vote for Barons. No, I, I, I don't think I could ever run for office. That's the mess of it, dude. Cause then you're on a team and then you got to do one thing or well, another. Well, and then lack of journalistic integrity paints all these politicians in really bad lights. Cause they're trying to smear the other one. And then no, you don't get anyone who's sane that wants to run for office because they're going to get their whole life destroyed of something they did 20 years ago and the whole thing. So then you only get the crazy people to run. And then you have a whole bunch of crazy people running for president, running for office. It's a mess. And that's what we got right now, man. That's what we got right now. And that's why I stay out of politics. That's yeah. yeah, I get that. I get that impulse. I think the people outside, I kind of think that a lot of the good that we as people can do can happen outside the political political system. I think you need the political system to a degree, but I think you can do a lot of good outside of it. Yeah. So. I think for me, when I look at journalism, what irritates me is when people just take stuff at face value and they don't go, well, why is that like that? Right. So it's like, well, we, uh, raise taxes or cut to, you know, it's like, well, why did we do that? Okay. Well, because this happened, this happened, like no one ever really realizes what the root problem is. Right. It's like yeah. everyone's like, well, you know, why can't we just have universal income or like all this other stuff? And it's like, well, the real the, the issue isn't because people want this and that. It's like, well, because politicians are paid to not make progress forward with lobbying and shit like that. Right. So thousand like, percent. So it's like you have all this. It's just like if everyone started going more like what the root problem is, I think it'd be better. But. Politicians are good about not getting to the actual issues because the actual issues are complicated, which is why they come up with dumb slogans to rally a whole bunch of people, you know? Well, the real problem with politicians in the like Congress is they're not making decisions in your best interest. They're making decisions so that they can get reelected again. Right. They're not actually if we had term limits on like senators and stuff, probably would get better decisions made. Yeah. I feel like one term. I don't know. It's a lot of turnover though. I suppose two terms. I just feel like it's whatever. We're not going to solve ten this years. right now, but you get 10 years, 10 years. I'd say that. Yeah. 10 years and get out of there. Yeah. Go do something else with your life. And we should put an age cap on some. He's <laughs> <laughs> seen all the, like uh, for the next president election, there's just stickers with like campaign looking stickers that just say, Voting for whoever's younger. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, oh, that, this was real good, good, Miles. This was, was fun to chit chat with you. 
Uh, well, thanks for coming on to the Cast again. Jared, thank you for uh, producing back there. No um, I appreciate you guys. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the deal. So everybody, uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. Okay. I broke your table, by the way. I was broken. Already. Okay. I get some, gotta get some wood glue for that. That's yeah, charm. I want to thank Miles. Follow him at OU Betcha. Follow our Bellied Up podcast at Bellied Up. Um, that, and, and Bellied Up also is where you can get more of that Midwest advice, which again, we have no reason uh, to give, but we are giving it to you from a bar. So. Something to consider. Also, follow us on all platforms at Krebscast, at Charlie Barron's, at Mantuag Minute. And make sure to check out Patreon at patreon.com slash Charlie Barron's for behind the scenes and whatnot. We'll see you guys next week. Hey, it's deer hunting season. Watch out for deer. Okay, they are running around. The rut is on. Love you guys. Bye. So roll out the barrel and get the band brewing. Life's got you down. Just keep her moving. It's on Wisconsin, the Badgers say it's the old Wisconsin Jubilee. You know, sometimes when you're ice fishing, you put your foot into walleye hole and go ass over tea kettle and you think you're done. No, you gotta keep her moving. <laughs>